You're listening to highlights from One Planet Podcast and the Creative Processes interview with Tiakasin Ghosthorse, founder, host, and executive producer of First Voices Radio. This podcast is supported by the Jan Michalski Foundation. We have not adapted to Earth. She needs us to do that. Instead, we've tried to adapt Earth to our needs, which is always an extraction, take away. Earth will always be here. If we say mitakoi oyasi, we don't really mean all my relations. So it's, no, we're, we're talking about what you can formulate into E equals MC squared and beyond, that it's beyond what you see. And that energy you don't see with these eyes, which only see a certain range of color and light refraction, is that we are also understanding our body is, you would say, people would say, the brain. There is no disconnection. And so are we fully understanding or do we have full spectrum perspective of what tools of the earth really mean? Like a bird we think has no intelligence. It just flies here and flies there, right? But we also understand that that bird is also using the tools of the earth correctly, properly. When what's that mean? Well, that's what magis do. Magi is not a genie. Magi, it means one who uses the tools of the earth properly. And, and what are they doing? The Magi are making magic. What does a human do? They're magician. They're fooling themselves as well as everything around them, creating illusion. They really don't have magic anymore because they're not behaving as Magi. Now, if you go deeper into indigenous peoples, and you can see the modernity and then so-called primitive people, you don't need to be in contact, in relationship, and in communication, have a language with all other life that technology is taking us away from because we feel like we're elite to anything having to do with Earth. That's why we want to go to a dead planet called Mars. So they're about controlling, getting you and all of us away from being magis, how to use tools of the Earth properly. We should not abuse water, the air, the land, the food, anything. So when it comes to Animacy, I think it's the Western term also. And so we get away from the Western terms. We start seeing that, oh, we are becoming Earth as we're born into this physical dimension. We are becoming Earth. I tried to go through um, the, the history that I know of and the, the studies that I have researched from where educational processes started. And usually when I say young, we're talking in college age or, or more. I, I just finished a semester at Union Theological Seminary, New York, and graduate and postgrad students, they either were angry or sad or just, you know, in shock that they have never heard through the whole semester after years of study that they've never heard the way that the native history as we know it. We've always been overrun with Western historical domination as they see it, that they came here for benevolence. They were brought us civilization. They brought us cars and tech, all these things. It was the ships that came while we stood on the shore, watching the ships come, welcoming, abundance giving. And then they came and they took what we offered, but they took more. And that's where we're at. And now we're seeing a whole abandonment of spirit and put into the ideas of a dogmatic soul. When I approach these peoples in these educational institutions, I often come with those two perspectives, knowing that Native people also are forgetting our own perspective and 
mimicking Western educational process, cultural etymology and the language etymology, English. And where does education come from? Scholars and, you know, whatever. But the etymology of the word education, what does it mean? It means to educe or seduce. And one dictionary I saw before 1940 says, of course, to educe or seduce. But it also says, in quotes, it says, to draw out or lead away from, I get this, to lead away from spirit. And what has it done? Replace, draw out or lead away from spirit. What's done is we replace it with information and knowledge, and that's controlled by domination. Here's how. So schools started out in the Catholic churches because they drew the monks away when they were boys to read and script and to keep this educational process moving. They were away from nature and only of men's minds. And so this is how it's been proceeding since then. It's a controlled educational where you're instructed mechanically to get the right answer, where in native is that we are shown the possibilities and we're able to choose freely about what we're shown. We were never told to, to do this or say that, or we were shown because it was a living and is a living language. Learning is a living. It's not a stagnant informational data bank. So this is how education is to me and how I view it and how I try to explain it to college age and grad and post-grads. So we get to a certain stage in the Western society. I'd never call it a culture, but a society trying to figure out its birth and how to become mature, whatever it's doing. It slowed down natural relationships. It took us out of the land, put us into factories, put us into institutions where you can learn a trade. It kept giving you jobs that had nothing to do with earth. And so if you're living and you're working in this box called a factory and even farming, the ideas of farming is foreign and becoming less and less. I think that when the technical language came out, we dropped another natural umbilical cord to earth with earth. And so we severed that relationship. So you could see this gradual severing of relationships to earth with earth that now we have to have retreats. We have to learn empathy again. We have to we do all these westernized versions of piecing ourselves back together. And as indigenous folks, we're, we're getting that way now, but a lot of traditional people don't need that. We don't need environmental movements. We, wild earth is a foreign concept. There's a lot of words that organizations use to rationalize why we need to teach how to be human being. So you see technology, industrial machine age, taught us this language of disconnection, taught us things like plug-in, all these words that came along to fill that information that could be controlled by authority. Now, in the Western process, it takes 12 years, honey, first grade to 12th grade, to learn how to become reflexive to authority. John Gatto, who won the New York State Teacher of the Year Award in 2008 upon his retirement, specifically said, what I just paraphrased, it takes 12 years to learn how to become reflexive to authority. And who is the authority? Who is controlling information? Who is controlling education? Who is controlling knowledge? And now they want to control wisdom. And all wisdom means is common sense. I'm going to use a Greek philosopher, Thagoras, said all matter is only music solidified. And so if everything is in frequency, 
then that would be the beginning of hearing, not just with your physical ears, but your frequency that you're tuned into in it. You don't do a new age you know, tuning fork. You don't do one of those things because if earth is already in tune, then it's up to us to be in tune with earth, in a rhythm with earth. Let's listen to some of your music. This is Spatial Moon from the album Somewhere In There. So when music comes, it depends on who is in the audience. And that's where the music comes from, because we can understand these notes as humans that come from nature. And how did the sound come? Through the wind. That's nature. It's intelligent. The moisture that keeps, you know, the breath moving is also a consciousness and an intelligence. So this is how the music comes. For me, there is not a need to read music to hear it and listen to it. If we read it, then it becomes very more or less myopic and standardized that this is the only type of music that exists and what only sounds good and pleasant to the human ear may not be, you know, pleasant to another form of being out there. Maybe the trees prefer another sound. I don't know. I used to work with computers in my earlier life. And I begin to see the process of separation because of technology and just forms of government that are really based on how much you can own and manipulate technology. There's technocracy out there now, and whoever can afford technology, in a sense, more availability to it are the ones who are the ruling class. Even us, when we own this electronics, we don't understand that maybe we're a smaller percent of the rest of the world who doesn't have its availability or accessibility. So when it comes to AI, understanding artificial intelligence, I understand it, that is made merely from human minds and it's mechanical. And it will not include this one thing that is totally free, that that cannot be harnessed or changed, is there's no such thing as artificial intuition. Intuition is what this technology what the concepts that come on the ships back in 1492 to Turtle Island to get us away from the consciousness of relationship with Earth and that relationship and that consciousness is intuition. So intuition is the language that we can't see, we can't package it, we can't gift it, we can't own it. That's what this conscience in the West with dogma and materialism tries to get us away from that understanding much more than what we feel is only materialism and the controlling of it through certain forms and concepts like domination, which we don't have in our language. There's no concept or word for domination. We need this relational language in order to understand intuition, which all life is, not just a human being. Young people for the last 20 years now, killing themselves, killing, going into schools, massacring, these are the consequences that have taken us away from our relational value and educational processes that teach, she shows us. Obviously, we don't see her. And we have lawns, we have our backyards, 
and we don't even look up at the sky anymore. So all this other natural education process is gone until you take a weekend to go hiking because you can afford to. But there are people who don't want to leave that land that education has taught you. We need that land to build our computers, our cars, our buildings, our books. It's all about extracting what's left. And I may be misquoting this, but I spoke at Rockefeller University a few weeks ago, and I think I heard one of the scientists there who worked with the world at large said that of the wildlife left on the planet is only 6% now, yet we are still plugging along with this way of controlling. So out of that educational process comes environmental protection for endangered species. There's many guises you can speak to the graduates and graduate students and without having to unload grief on them, because I think that's what we're all feeling is angst, grief, and we try to take care of it with modern day psychologies. And it's worth something to a point. Does it address anthropocentrism? Because psychology seems to be only about the human mind and, and yet it's the earth that is actually where we need to get these earth adversities out there. Go out to earth and let earth study you instead of us studying earth. We hope you've enjoyed this program and listening to the highlights of this podcast. If you'd like to get involved in One Planet Podcast or learn more about environmental projects, click on the subscribe button. Thank you for listening.